Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to This is Maria. Today, we're talking about witch hunts. Today, we're talking about the witch wound. Today, we're talking about the wounding of persecution, being persecuted. Today, we're talking about betrayal and how to heal the karma that is associated with it. Because in this lifetime, a lot of you have come to transcend that darkness. And that is the topic for today. Now, before we dive in, I have an announcement to make. My second book called The Rose Codes, The Book of Initiations, is available for pre-order on Amazon. This is a labor of love, and it is a book devoted to divine feminine. It is a book devoted to walking the path of the rose, an ancient path of female priestesses, um, such as Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, and a lot of essentially uh, beings that you consider to be female deities, um, goddesses, walked the path of the rose. And the book is an introductory volume, and it is an introduction to the feminine way that feminine energies, um, not just within your own body, but the universe at large. So as above, so below. So if you have been curious about this topic, if you have enjoyed other works on the Rose lineage before, if you think this book is up your alley, check out the Rose Codes. Yeah. And secondarily, per usual, I invite you to come meditate with me on our Sacred Universe podcast. I update new journeys there every week, and it would be my pleasure to share a sacred space with you um, and hopefully provide some healing. All right, my darlings, today we're talking about the witch wound. I wanted to address this topic because it is actually a lot more prevalent than you may think. Witch hunts were extremely prevalent in Europe at one point from the 15th through the 18th century. Of course, they were also prevalent at one point in the United States. It is uh, It was a big movement um, and it hurt a lot of people. And as we are coming into the age of awareness, the age of awakening, a lot of the souls that have shown up here at this time are here to transcend the witch wound for themselves and their sisters. And really, it is the wounding around having special abilities, uh, quote unquote special, right? Like, I mean, having a third eye open is technically nothing special, but it makes you th see things. You know, having clear audience makes you hear things. And Anything and everything that is beyond the quote-unquote normal or baseline at one point could get you killed. And a lot of us have shown up in this particular life to heal that, to reclaim what we once lost. And what we lost um, as humanity actually was trust. We lost the ability to trust our neighbors, lost the ability to trust our sisters, lost the ability to trust our brothers lost the ability to trust her family because sometimes even your family would tell on you. And I think that the, the psychological wounding of the witch hunts goes so much above and beyond the witches that died, right? Because it impacted societies. It impacted the witch's family, right? So one witch dies uh, or is um, executed, their entire family suffers, right? It would shift the lives of their husbands. It would shift the lives of their children their parents, their friends that really love them, their villages, right? And truly in those old days, it didn't really take much to be a witch or become a witch, right? Or be called one, right? Anybody who um, had any semblance of healing, whether that was energy healing or that was, you know, essentially understanding the herbs, right, could be considered a witch. Um, 
and anybody who could see things and hear things and, you know, communicate with spirit and all of that, right? There were many facets and, and faces of, of the witch archetype. Um, chances are, if you have gotten attracted to this particular episode, it is for a reason. Um, that probably means that you have some witch karma to transcend. Either you yourself came as a witch and got burned at the stake or decapitated or what have you. Or you were a part of the family or the lineage that had that done to a loved one. You may have experienced the witch one from the perspective of somebody who was, who betrayed another. Actually, it is also um, possible. And, you know, betrayal is a really, really hard thing. Um, I think society views people who betray others as, I don't know, like there's a lot of judgment around that. But I will tell you that a lot of the people, a lot of the you know women and men that betrayed the witches to the execution block suffered greatly. And um, the turmoil that that happening created in their life, like essentially you wouldn't want to go through the feelings um, of some of those people because it was torture, right? And, 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 and they had to live with it for many, many years. So the, the witch wounding runs deep. Um, and it is, again, one of those things that is coming up to be healed energetically, right? Um, obviously, there are always, you know, since the beginning of times, there have been people connected to the land, connected to the earth, connected to their higher centers, right? And therefore connected to the universe. And because in those times during the witch hunt, anything that was not the norm was considered heresy, right? And punishable by death. Being labeled a witch didn't really take a lot, right? You can have one prophetic dream and be labeled a witch. And then, of course, a lot of people were also wrongly accused, right? So there is that that false prosecution and, um, you know, being ratted out, if you will, without necessarily any, uh, while being um, guiltless. Not that, not that, you know, being a witch, a wise woman is in any way, shape, or ma makes you in any way, shape, or form guilty. Quite the opposite, right? So during the witch hunts, a couple of things happened, right, for society. First, let's understand who the witch is and the witch archetype. The witch archetype is a female connected. It's a female that is like the wise aspect of the female. It is a female who understands the essentially the precursors, like who understands the cause and effect. It is usually a female that is a very healing and cleansing presence. Witches of the old, the wise women of the old, were always the holders of ancestral wisdom, right? They were always the ones that remembered how things were. These were the people that were very connected to the land. And therefore, through that connection to the land and through their connection to Gaia, they could have massive healing um, abilities, but I'm not talking even physical healing on, on humans. A witch is a harmonizer, right? It's an energy harmonizer. Because again, anybody and everybody in, in the past like that had any kind of interesting abilities was a witch, right? So like all your grid workers were witches, all of your, you know, collective energy healers were witches, right? And so essentially you have a period of three centuries where all of these people were persecuted, they were murdered for their gifts. And because of that, that, shall we call it connection, if, if we were to imagine that connected or collective connection that humanity had to nature and wisdom through this group of females, usually females, although there were, of course, men who were persecuted, although in much, much smaller numbers. Um, but, you know, 
essentially these females were the, the the holders of the wisdom, right? The holders of the ray of connection to Gaia. And therefore, because they were connected, they could heal the planet, they could heal the species, they could heal the land, they could heal the animals and the plants and everything. And they could pass their knowledge on to other women that would come afterwards. So what you have during the witch hunts is not only is that connective tissue or cord connecting humanity to Gaia is becoming thinner, right? Because there are fewer and fewer women that could hold that space, that could be the holder or could be the holders of that wisdom. As also, obviously, as witches were being killed and persecuted, certain lineages died out. Certain most magical lineages on the face of the planet Earth died out, right? Now, lineages are not randomly magical. If your lineage has magic, and you know, I use the word magic very loosely, right? I don't mean it in a Harry Potter way. I mean it in the you're connected to everything that is. You can impact reality. You're a natural born master manifester, and you have abilities of seeing, hearing, perceiving beyond the ordinary, such as being the oracle or being, I don't know, a, a midwife and like really understanding how to like heal somebody physically or mentally or emotionally or what have you, right? Like all of those are facets of magic as far as I'm concerned, right? And so certain magical lineages where magic or these abilities were passed on from, you know, the mother to the daughter to the daughter, et cetera, right? Um, you know, once you start removing a lot of witches from, from lineages, where does that wisdom go? It goes nowhere, right? Like witches were not able to impart that wisdom onto their children or onto their apprentices, et cetera, right? So you have a massive loss of wisdom that I would equate to like in terms of how much wisdom was lost, colloquial wisdom, I would equate the happening um, around the witch hunts to the burning of the Library of Alexandria. So when the Library of Alexandria in Egypt burned, burned or, you know, you know, was ignited, was set on fire, you know, and then burned. A lot of the old manuscripts from ancient civilizations, um, like Atlantis, uh, were burned in the Library of Alexandria, uh, which was this whole, you know, it was just so sad because so many beautiful souls, call them light workers, came to planet Earth to download and bring this wisdom. And then in one fell swoop, when the Library of Alexandria burned so much knowledge, so much lore, lore got lost. And then we fast forward to the witch hunts and a different kind of wisdom, the wisdom that has been like orally passed along from, you know, uh, or not, not only orally, of course, there were grimoires and all, all of these things, right? Some of it was written, but a lot of these books were burned as well, right? It's not like when they beheaded the witch, her house with all of her books and all of her, you know, like little tinctures, not that that was preserved and put in a museum, everything got demolished, everything was just lost. Um, that these, the, the two instances that I'm mentioning are very, very different, but in terms of the amount of lore, the in terms of the amount of wisdom that was lost, they're very close, actually, ironically, right? Very different times and very different happening. But a lot of that connection, a lot of that, you know, femininity was lost during the witch hunts. Not to mention that that was not the only thing that got lost. Obviously, with the decline of all of the natural remedies, 
the one thing that had to step in was progress, right? So the industrialization came afterwards and, you know, medicine and everything else. Well, of course, people couldn't heal themselves now that they killed all the witches. So they had to invent medicine. And I'm not saying anything against science. I think science is beautiful. But at the same time, there's nothing against natural remedies and there's nothing against magic. In fact, there are worlds where the two coexist. It doesn't have to be one over the other. Like, we, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, you can have it all, is my point. The wisdom and connection to Gaia was not the only thing that was, you know, was lost. The ability of humanity to hold space for ecosystems and nurture and replenish those ecosystems with the help of the female energy was lost as well right? Because what did the witches usually do? Witches usually have covens, right? Like birds of a feather stick together. Now, whether you name it a coven or you name it a circle or you just name, I don't know, like you, you name it a female community or like just all women gather in a village, it doesn't really matter what you're talking about. But there used to be a, fee, a very strong female community in every village, right? Prior to that, what would the women do? They would gather together for rituals. They would gather together when they were bleeding, you know, for, for their monthly cycle, usually around the new moon, uh, unless they were, you know, like, an, anyway, um, let, let's keep that. And then, you know, essentially, it was a tight-knit community of women that could heal the land, right? Whether it, it was collective prayer, or it was a collective ritual, it was a song, you know, a collective song. When women get together, they sing and dance. I don't know if you noticed. Well, maybe not anymore, but they used to. Um, maybe not all women sing and dance when they get together, but that was completely normal at the time for a tight-knit community, right? Because that is how the feminine energy flows. That is how a healthy sacral chakra wants to behave. It wants to pour, you know, it, um, its energy out and share, especially, you know, women always accentuate women. And I don't know, like, if, if you guys know that, but, like, you know, if, if you have a group of close-knit female friends, your cycles are going to get aligned. You're going to start bleeding on the same day, right? It is because some of that magic still remains, right? Like, women are naturally attuned to one another in the same way that they're attuned to the rest of nature, right? And so by harmonizing with one another, what they used to have was a sacred circle. And... Through that circle and the power of alignment and energy exchange and sharing within the circle, women would hold space for that for their entire like uh, village. And when I say hold space, it's not in a very esoteric way that I mean that. But what is holding energetic space? What does it actually mean? Um, villages with very close female circles experienced overall better longevity, meaning people lived longer in those villages. They experienced better fertility, meaning there were a lot more children in that village and the village was a lot more populous. There was a lot more life in that village. They experienced famine less because the feminine circle was able to impact the land in the way that the land wanted to produce food, if the land could, right? They're always outliers, right? Um, and by the way, there have been instances where, like, let's say it is an instance where there were some, I don't know, random pillagers or, like, people who would want and, like, take, I don't know, like, steal things from others. Like, not necessarily the war scenario, but, like, um, let's say that there were some dishonest people that really wanted to take advantage of others. The female circle provided protection enough so that you know, bad things just wouldn't happen to the village quite naturally. It's like the village became invisible on the map, quote unquote, not literally, but figuratively, became invisible to them on the map to anyone who wanted to harm the village, 
right? It's like that village, because it, it would start vibrating higher, it would not align to all the nasty things, right? And that is the power of the female circle. So there, and there, and there we have it. And there, and, and, uh, and then come the witch trials. And what ends up happening is, at first, women are being taken away forcefully from the circle. And another thing that happened is women started telling another women. Or let's call them villagers, right? Because it's not only women, but men did that, that as well, right? Men would tell another women and they would be like, okay, well, you know, she's practicing magic. I know this for a fact. The sad part is sometimes people knew that you were practicing quote unquote magic, quote unquote, or you were special was because they came to you all these years for healing. They came to you all these years for wisdom. They came to you all, all these years to get pregnant or like, guess you were a midwife, right? So like the reason people knew, not that initially there was like a reason to hide, but down the road, right? Like when people figured out that there were witch hunts and, and you could die for it, there would still be people who would come and incarnate and souls and would still share their gifts with a select few in the tribe, right? Uh, just because that was their calling, right? To be a witch, to be a healer, to be the wise woman, to be whatever they came here to be. And very often it was their friends and their confidants and their, you know, family members that knew that they were practicing these arts, let's call them healing arts, right? And that is how you would get betrayed. You would get betrayed by the people closest to you. And that is another part that broke the sacred circle. And the sacred circle, right? Um, it's, it's a structure that like once broken is really, really hard to put back together. It's like, it needs to be a continuous loop. It needs to be a continuous uh, curvature for it to maintain its integrity. You remove one piece out of the circle violently that, you know, the ends don't meet anymore. There's no circuit, there is no magnetism, there is no electricity. It's a dead circle. And so the death of the female circle, the death of the female group, the death of the female tribe really led to like the decline of what I would consider spirituality, frankly, or, you know, one facet of spirituality, which is connectedness to nature and all that is, and even spirit, right? Now, of course, religion was there to pick up the scraps, you know, no judgment there. It is what it is. And, and so did progress, and so did science. Regardless, we are here with a lot of karma, right? And let's maybe start addressing it, like, like step by step. First things first, if, okay, how do you know that you have a witch wound? Now, enough of you do know that you have a witch wound, right? So usually how, what are some of the symptoms? Like, how would you know what are some of the signs? Um, you have an inexplicable, an unexplainable fear of your gifts, or showing your gifts to the world, sharing your gifts to the, with the world. And by gifts, I mean anything that's higher center related, right? Any of the clairs, any of your, like, if you're like read tarot, if you are, I don't know, even a numerologist, like it doesn't matter, even an astrologist, right? It's still already a little bit woo-woo out there, right? And especially if you are like, I don't know, like, an energy healer, right? So if you have had that, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can come out and face the music, whether it is to your family, whether that is to your coworkers, whether it is to yourself even, right? That you like, okay, like, I, I, like, I don't want to pursue that, right? So like, if you have fear of your gifts showing up as somebody who has the gifts, right? 
stepping up and sharing, whether that is on social media or somewhere else in your community, right? If you have a fear around that, there is a big probability that you have a witch wound. If you have a problem around self-expression, right? Like where you don't, uh, it's almost like where you feel like it's safer to keep your mouth shut. It's very often either the gift of prophecy or some other form of connection in teaching the mysteries or teaching others how to apply the knowledge that you did have. So that could be another way that your witch wound can start manifesting. If you have a distrust of other women, if you feel like you are often either experiencing jealousy from others uh, or you feel like women, like if you have a pattern of women betraying you, or if you have a pattern of women backstabbing you, if you have a pattern of women that just dislike you for no reason, most likely you're the carrier of the witch wound because you distrust the circle and so the circle distrusts you, right? So like you find those people, those other women in uh, out there in the open. Can I just say something? Sorry. I know this sounds like I'm just talking to women, but there is a big likelihood, right, that you are now in a male body or a body that identifies as male and you still have the witch wound, this particular kind, because you could have come as a female during the witch hunts. I just wanted to say. But specifically when we're talking witches, we're usually talking women, right? And that's why I'm talking about the female circle that was broken, right? So just wanted to get it, um, you know, get, get the record straight enough of you right and then there are you know there are some more serious things uh around like oh i'm just scared about being found out like i need to practice you know i can practice my things that i do just don't tell anybody or tell very few people or like be really really paranoid and then you're like not quite sure what you're so worried about if you're worried about being called crazy fake false prophet cult leader <laughs> <laughs> any of the fun things, right? Like that could also be a sign of the witch wound, right? But it was like, again, more of a teacher archetype at the time. Um, if you feel like it's dangerous for you to do energy work, such as even practice meditations, right? Somehow you're like, okay, I don't know that I can med can meditate. There's something that's really sketchy about it. Or I don't know that I want to do this energy practices. Or even e sometimes, even if it feels scary to you to open yourself up to spiritual content, that could be a sign of the witch wound. That's how deep it goes. And that's how deep it runs, right? Because, you know, before you can become a quote-unquote witch, you need to activate your gifts. And sometimes activating your gifts can come through a form of meditation, right? Um, I don't know, like not, you know, or for instance, some people awaken on, you know, through a psychedelic experience. Um, it, it happens, right? So like if you have a big, big fear of that, that could also be the witch wound. Now, there are other aspects and there are other signs of having a witch wound. I don't know, you, it may be as simple as watching a movie about witches and just being curious about witches. Like if you keep reading books about witches, if you keep, um, you know, just being curious. Hey, honestly, if you like Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter, you may have had a witch lifetime or you may be having a witch wound um, as like a kind of like reverse logic as that may seem to you because it doesn't mean that you have been burned at the stake, whatever, as a witch. But having the witch wound can come in so many different forms and sizes. Like a loved one could have been burned, right? Like your best friend could have been persecuted as a witch. Or you could have been the persecutor, right? But like anyway, if you have interest in the topic of witches, like if you watch shows like The Discovery of Witches or, or like, it, like, and again, or read books about witches, there are so many these days. 
then there's probably some way, shape, or form that the universe is trying to communicate to you that you have the wound, right? So that's on the witch side. Unfortunately, there is no remedy for the witch wound that is outside of stepping into the limelight. Your, your healing, the process of your healing of your witch wound is always going to come through the discomfort of stepping onto the path anyway. Because in the background, in the background, in, in the back of your mind, if you have been murdered as a witch in the past life, and in this lifetime, it's always like, okay, like I'm having gifts again, I'm awakening, you know, I'm seeing prophetic dreams, dreams, or whatever is your facet of like becoming spiritual, right? Like maybe you're interested in Reiki all of a sudden or like something, right? All of a sudden, you, like you, you, you want to withdraw. But the only way to fix or heal the witch wound is by walking smack onto the path, not rejecting it, not denying it, not being worried about it, right? But the healing is by walking, right? In this lifetime, you don't get to theoretically heal the, the witch wound. You're going to have to actually do it, right? And there is probably layers upon layers upon layers of parts work that you would need to do, right? Retrieve little aspects of yourself. Um, as you're trying to heal the witch wound. And as you're retrieving the different aspects of yourself, you're going to have to deal with each one of them individually and enroll them into the new version of you, of the witch that is empowered, right? Um, now, the topic of the witch is very, very layered. Unfortunately, in the constraints of this episode, we're not going to be able to get into every single witch wound and how do you heal. I will just give you some of the common denominators in the body, where is the witch wound? and what needs to happen, like what you should do. A lot of the witches were burned. Not everybody, but a lot of the witches were burned. So a lot of the witches have a fear of fire or have um, a, dis mm, a disharmonious relationship with the element of fire. If you haven't walked through your witch stuff, you could essentially um, have an issue with fire. If that is the case... If that is the case, if that is how you got murdered, refer to my episodes on the podcast earlier where I talk about the element of fire and when I talk about the fire elementals. Because you need to work with the energy of fire to understand that the fire is your friend. That's the first thing. The second thing is, if you have been decapitated in the past life, most likely you have issues with your throat center. Because if, you know, if, if your body um, carries that trauma, and that is how you were murdered. Um, your throat is going to contain a lot of tension, right? And your throat is going to need to be healed. So listen to my past episode episodes about the throat chakra. And please do yourself a favor and do the meditations that I did on our sacred universe around the throat, healing the throat chakra. Because you need it. You need it. By the way, if you don't know how to do parts work, please, and you're watching this on YouTube, Please let me know in the comments and I will either send you a link to like a short video that I did or if you want a longer episode about essentially soul retrieval and how you can do par parts work properly, please let me know. I can make a full entire episode just on that, right? So the throat. The other thing, right? What are the other aspects? Your witch wound most likely lives in your sacral center. 
Like of all the places it could possibly go, it most likely went into your, your sacral center. Because when the, the circle of women was first established, it was originally established through the sacral center. So women were first connected through the sacral center. And secondarily, they were connected through the heart, right? So it was like two concentric circles, one under another. And when the backstabbing happened, yes, you were backstabbed in the heart, but it felt deeper than that. It's like the wounding that runs deeper than the heart, if that makes sense. And so the witch wound runs in your uh, essentially reproductive system. So the witch wound hurts your reproductive system like no tomorrow because, remember, you were taken from safety of your female tribe into the unsafety of the female tribe. And when women in your life don't feel safe, subconsciously you don't feel safe bringing another human, like a child, into a world with a very broken female circle or with a very broken relationship between women. So most likely you have issues in your sacral because of the witch wound. How would you clean that up? In a meditative state, you would descend into your sacral and you would think back to the witch hunts. You would think back to the witch times. You would, you know, you would, or you can ask the universe to connect you back to uh, like a lifetime that you were a witch, right? And once you align with that aspect of it, you would notice that your sacral center either contains a bunch of daggers protruding from it. Or your sacral center looks like it has spikes coming out of it, like metal spikes. Because it literally feels like it was pierced through by something metallic and sharp. That is the wounding of the witch that lives in your sacral, in your second orange chakra. What you need to do in a meditative state is remove all the daggers, all the metallic objects, whatever they look like, one by one by one by one from your sacral chakra, from your body. And as you do it, you have to bring on either the violet flame or the golden flame and allow the flame to encapsulate your entire sacral chakra so that the flame can fill in the gaps and, and seal the wounding, right? There's going to be a lot of holes, so to say, energetic holes in this part of your body through all the, the sharp objects, right? that it exists there. And again, the sharp objects are a symbol, right? They're a symbolic representation of that wound that cut us so deep. We are still struggling so many lifetimes later. So do pay attention to your um, sacral. Last but not least that I'm, I'm going to mention here is this. Actually, two things. If you have personally been betrayed and backstabbed from this aspect also pay attention to the knives in your back. Knives or, you know, daggers or, you know, sometimes swords. They would be protruding from your back as well, right? It's like being blindsided. And you want to heal those as well. And you want to forgive your sisters or brothers, whoever did that to you, from the bottom of your heart. Because they pierced your heart and they pierced you from the back. And it was a lesson for you. The lesson in how deep your unconditional love for your, for your community runs. Because they did that to you, but they couldn't kill your love for them. Because once you do all the healing, once you do the soul retrieval, once you do the parts work and integrate all the parts of you that are aching and ailing and hurting, you would understand that underneath all of this pain is so much love. And sometimes you need to be heartbroken and you need to be betrayed 
Because by being betrayed, by being heartbroken, you know that you have the heart in the first place. That is the number one dead giveaway. If your heart can be broken, it means it's real. It exists. Thank God. And so from this place, be grateful for the lessons, as painful as they were, and release. And the release you want to do through the emanation of water or the element of water. And what you want to do is you want to imagine there is a mighty river that is floating from the back to the front of your body, like literally hitting you from the back and coming out of your belly or your chest. And you want that river to carry away all of the pain and all of the suffering from every cell in your body that is connected to the witch wound. So it it would look dark, look like dark cloths coming out of you. It would look like blood coming out of you. It would look like sharp objects. It would look like a mess. And you want the river to take that away from you. And you want to allow yourself to cleanse. And here's the last thing. We need to reclaim the sacred circle. It is time. It was always meant to be reclaimed. It has been foretold that it will be reclaimed. Because by the virtue of us reestablishing the female circle, we are reestablishing the connection to magic. We're within ourselves and without meaning in the outside world. We're paving the path to a brighter future for all, not just ourselves, for our communities, for our children, for our loved ones. How do you reclaim a circle? In a meditative state, you imagine that right in front of you is a circle of witches. All of the witches that stood next to you, shoulder to shoulder, before the circle was broken. Just literally fast forward the time to before. If you don't know how to fast forward, sorry, fast track, go back in time, not fast forward, fast forward would be the future, but go back in time to before the circle was broken. If you don't know how to go back in time, there's a wonderful gland in your body called thymus, located kind of a little bit below, like in between the, your two clavicle bones. It's the higher heart. The higher heart allows you to time travel. You would want to imagine that thymus gland is rotating counterclockwise. And as it does, it will take you to the past. And so keep rotating your thymus gland until it takes you to exact moment in the past before the circle was broken. And what you want to see is the circle. And by the way, because you're not a part of the circle, there's like an, there's going to be an opening in the circle for you, right? It's like they're waiting for you to step into that. And from the place of being fully healed and ready to step back into the energetic circle, you want to step in, stretch out your arms, and hold the hands of the women to the left and to the right side of you. And here, you want to set a declaration that you are reclaiming the sacred circle. You are reclaiming your sacred sisterhood. You are reclaiming that which you once lost. You are reclaiming your wisdom, your gifts, your essentially your place in life as who you are without hiding. And then you want to feel the support coming to you from the hands of the women around you. Feeling that support, feeling all the love streaming into the palms of your hands through their palms. And the last two things you need to do is you want to close down the orange circle that connects all of the sacral centers of the women in the circle. And feel how it feels in your womb. Feel how it feels in your lower belly. It's going to feel like something got ignited. It's going to feel in a good way. It's going to feel like something got healed. Something is now finally set in place. 
And the last thing that you do to complete the sacred circle is connect all of the hearts of the people in the circle, all of the green chakra, the emerald, like send the emerald stream essentially. And just feel how good it feels to be loved by your sisters and to exist in a place where you can trust other women unconditionally. It Like nothing quite compares to it. Being able to trust women unconditionally and understanding how much you are just like them or a part of them, right? Like feeling that oneness, the opposite of aloneness. I find that, you know, a lot of people feel lonely these days. And if you only were to reclaim the circle of your ancestors, reclaim the sir- your s- sacred sisterhood or brotherhood for men, and if you were to reclaim the circle of your spirit guides as parts of your reality, And just because they're not visible doesn't make them not real. Air is not visible. Oxygen is not visible, but it is very real. Gravity is not visible, but it is very real. Do you catch my drift? If you reclaim these three circles, the ancestors, the spirit guides, and your sisterhood or brotherhood, you're never going to feel alone in your life. It is a different quality of life. It is a different way of perceiving who you are and why you came. And that's the witch wound. Now, what do you do if you have been the persecutor? Recognize your fear and forgive yourself. Because the only way you would rat another is because you were fearful that you could have been next or they would come after you. Or, you know, another another thing could be jealousy. But jealousy is also fear. Jealousy is fear that, fear and lack, lack and fear. Fear that she has something that you don't have And because of that, she's going to make it and you're not. So that's a very deep survival issue, right? So for you, if you are the persecutor, your job starts with healing your root center, your fear. I have an episode about the rest chakra healing. And I have a meditation of how to overcome fear in our sacred universe, at least one and maybe two. So start there. But the most important part is to forgive yourself for the feelings that you're feeling, like the f- or felt at one point, right? For the fear and the inadequacy that you felt that made you act the way that you did, did to others, to women. And then asking for forgiveness of the sacred circle. Asking all of your sisters who you may have betrayed to death for forgiveness. And then, you know, finishing, once you get that forgiveness, finishing that ritual up with joining the circle again as a cleansed version of you, the coming back into the circle because both the witches that were persecuted were no longer part of the circle and the witches that were persecuting or telling on others, everybody got like, both of these were kicked out from the sacred circle, right? And maybe it didn't happen physically, but it happened etherically. And so both need to come back to complete the circle. We need every single woman to complete the circle. Cannot do it halfway. I wanted to see if the collective has any questions around the witch wound that I can answer. Um, Please step forward if um, if you have the question. The question is, do I need to remember my past lives specifically uh, for me to be able to heal the witch wound? It is not necessary for you to remember the past lives. You can just do the healing the way I explained 
and not have to remember the past lives. However, if you choose to do past life regressions, and by the way, I think I did, I definitely do have, even on the YouTube channel, I have a past life regression meditation. On, on This Is Maria, I have a past life regression meditation, just going to have to flip like back a couple of years of episodes. You can do that. I find that past life regressions are very intellectually stimulating because they show you the lives that are very like clear in terms of like what actually happened, right? Like, so you get to remove the emotion and the energy of the wounding, but you also get to intellectually understand what happened and why you are the way that you are. And sometimes understanding the reasons that we are broken leads to so much healing that like, you know, your healing would almost be incomplete without, without it, right? So if you can do a past life regression on, on your witch wounds, please do so. By the way, the more you do past life regressions and the more you connect to the Akashic Records, the easier it's going to be for you. I've made an episode about connecting to the Akashic Records that can really help you do that. Like if it right now for some of you, it may be taking, okay, like an hour long meditation to understand like what the past life was. In, the more you practice, the more you develop a, a muscle for this, like you'll be able to see your past lives like 10 a minute, right? You'll be able to like, okay, like the universe or the Akashic Records show me like, all of my lives where I was a witch. Uh, and it'll show you like all of them back to back to back to back, right? So practice makes perfect. And like truly you do have the necessary tools inside of your body to be able to see all of these things. So yes, I think that if you are watching this video, chances are you need to do past life regressions connected to the witch wound, right? Whether in like you were uh, the family member, you were the witch or, you know, you were the executioner. How about the executioner? The wound of the executioner during witch trials is a big wound. Not for everybody, of course. But it is part of the whole karmic cleansing cycle. But do you think that somebody that's just executing witches or like making, you know, giving people orders to find and burn witches, you think that person doesn't incur karma? Of course they do. Of course they do, right? And part of it is the, the healing of the inability or like the healing of the, like the healing of the rigidity and the inability to understand that what is standing in front of you is not um an enemy but like a, a part of you right like an executing someone eventually is going to come back to you full circle because we're all one and you're only hurting themselves like yourself right and so the executioner karma is is pretty deep too and some souls chose to be the executioner during the witch trials because they wanted to go all the way in one direction so that they could be healed in the future. And a lot of people, interestingly enough, a lot of people who were the persecutors, you know how they're healing this karma in this lifetime? By helping people come out of the closet, by helping the witches, so to say, that are incarnated right now. In whichever way, right? By supporting them on social media and otherwise, by buying their services, by investing in their businesses and their practices, et cetera, et cetera, by sharing their messages with friends, right? If, if you have been the persecutor or the executioner, chances are you're being called to give back in ways that are really big, fat, huge. And owning that calling could be pivotal for your soul. So listen to your intuition. And if you feel called to help someone, do so. Chances are you're helping cleanse your karma one way or another.
I'm going to take one last question from the collective around the witch wound. The question is, how do I deal? Like, um, I, I, I did a past life regression. I found out I was beheaded as a witch. Um, how do I heal that? Because um, I, I feel like my, my throat is constra constrained. So the first, it's going to sound morbid, right? But when you're working with like memories like that that are stuck in your physical body, you want to reassemble yourself back together. That is how you heal it on the physical and energetic level. So like you would literally, you know, reassemble back your head if you were decapitated. You would take the golden thread and you would stitch the head back on. I'm sorry for the morbid thing, but that's how energy healing works, you guys. I know it's like not the prettiest thing, but it is what it is. It wasn't the prettiest death either, right? So like the healing is not going to be very pretty. So you stitch it back on. Then you need to take the golden thread and reweave all of the organs and organ systems and glands and, and nodes, lymph nodes, etc., in your neck. Right? Like imagine re-threading the inner parts that were damaged and reestablish the pathways up, up and down pathways, right? Because like once the head is severed, the pathways, the um, the neurological pathways, right, the neurons, um, their connections are severed as well. And so you want to make sure that there's like golden threads of light going up and down. And there's like almost like um, watches like electricity runs um, in, in that area of your body, right? Like, so essentially the process of healing looks like fully the full restoration of um, all of the tissues that are in the part of your body that has been damaged. If you have been killed any other way, the, the same truth also applies. It doesn't really matter, right? Um, Okay, my loves, thank you so much for joining me for this topic. I know it's emotionally charged, but also really out there. So I, I commend you. And if you are serious about healing the witch wound, now is the time. I believe in you. You can do that. We can close that chapter of the human history and start a new, much, much more beautiful chapter. Thank you, my loves. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.